you know, we've been talking about breakthroughs. You know, for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about um, that God wants to give us and he wants to provide for us uh, breakthroughs. And I said, what is a breakthrough? And I said, a breakthrough, as defined in the dictionary, is a sudden, dramatic, and important advance. A sudden, dramatic, and important advance. And that's what a breakthrough is. God comes into your life and he breaks through. You experience a breakthrough. It might be in your marriage. You know, that there's this, this advance, this sudden and important advance that takes place in your marriage. Or it could be in a relationship or in your relationships. It could be in an area of weakness. You know, something that you struggled with over time for years and years. And stuff like anger or anxiety or, um, you know, even sleeplessness. And God wants to come in. And he wants to break through. He wants to make, he wants to give you an advance, you know, breakthroughs. Uh, you can get breakthroughs from depression and fear and worry and even addiction. God wants to break you free of things, even addictions. And this is a year of breakthroughs, you know. And what does it take to experience a breakthrough? Well, a few weeks ago, Pastor Max was talking about the importance of prayer. You know, why is prayer so important? Last week, we talked about what are some steps we can take to get ourselves in a position for God to break through in our lives. You know, we said, you know, the first thing we do is we don't worry about anything. Step two is you take that next step. You don't worry about anything, but you pray about everything, right? And then you take another step, and you thank God in all things. In all things, we thank God. And then the fourth step is we focus on true things. So often, so often, that the enemy or even ourselves, you know, we, we hold ourselves down. The enemy holds us down by lies. You know, you'll never amount to anything. You know, you're just, you know, you're a lazy person. And so we just think, oh, I'm a lazy person. And God says, no, no, no. Those are lies. You know, and we got to focus on true things. And so this week, as we finish up this short series, and next week is Mother's Day we're going to have a really great time for the mamas and stuff. Probably no bacons and stuff. We probably have stuff mamas like, you know. Mamas like, mamas like bacon, but, but they like quinoa and chia seeds and stuff like that. You know, we'll have that kind of stuff. Granola, you know, strawberries. You know, I don't know what we're going to have. But, but um, chocolate, yeah, cho- chocolate. Max, you know mamas, right? You know mamas. But, um, you know, this week I want to encourage you to take steps um, for a breakthrough. You know, just, just say, God, you know, I need a breakthrough and put yourself in position. Mother Teresa said, God shapes the world by prayer. That God shapes the world. The more we pray, the more praying, praying there is in the world, the better the world will be. The mightier the forces are against evil. And likewise, the more you pray, the more you pray, the mightier the forces are against the evil in your life. See, it's in the world, but it's in your life as well. In Second Chronicles, um, there is a great example of, of, of a person who is in need of a breakthrough and the power of breakthrough prayer. And today is all about that. How do we pray for a breakthrough? In Second Chronicles chapter 20, uh, verse 1, it says that now it came, came about after this that the son of Moab and Ammon together with the Mainites and they all got together to war against Jehoshaphat. And then some came and reported to the king that 
a great multitude. This is whole giant army coming after you, is what they're saying. And Jehoshaphat, he's the king of Israel. Um, he's, he's there, and, and all of a sudden, yeah, he's, he's being threatened. That all these kings are tag-teaming together, and they're coming after him, and they're getting close, all right? And um, he's there, and the king knows that he's going to get creamed. That it's like three to one, uh, it just, he just don't, you know, humanly speaking, it's impossible. We're going to get killed, all right? And so he needs a major breakthrough from God. And so what does King Jehoshaphat do? What does he do? He prays. He prays. And if you need a breakthrough in your life, there are things, key things we can learn from this um, really tough situation that the king is in. If we begin to apply this into our lives, that we will begin to experience breakthroughs in our lives. You know, Corey Ten Boom says this, is prayer your steering wheel or is it your, sp- is it your spare tire? Yeah. I mean, that's an important question. Is prayer, is prayer your steering wheel? Or is it your spare tire? And when you get a flat, oh, no, i got to get the spare tire out. Or is it prayer so vital in your life that it is your steering wheel? See, the truth is, you can't make a breakthrough happen. Um, I know that from experience. I just can't make a breakthrough happen on my own. We're planning some stuff for our sabbatical, and you know, certain things are a little bit late. And last night, I'm getting all frumpy about the whole thing. I think that's what happens when you get like 60, you don't have tolerance for certain stuff. And I was like all stressed. And God would say, Mark, Mark, you're entering your seventh decade. Thank you, Max. And, and you still haven't learned that, that you cannot make a breakthrough happen. You know, you cannot control things. You're powerless. And that the power comes when you pray. As I'm all like grumpy out, you know, the kids are home and staying away from dad. Joe doesn't know any better. She's stuck in the same room with me, right? I'm like just like, <laughs> so I, I go and I take a shower. And, and, and showers in me, that's the time you pray, right? So I'm praying. I say, God, you know, I'm going to be talking about breakthroughs tomorrow. <laughs> better start asking you. <laughs> you know, it's just funny how you got to, you know. And, uh, and God uh, began to break through last night. Yeah, and I said, hey, Joe, you know what God was sharing to me about the sabbatical? She goes, I like that. And it was great. You see, so today what I wanted to look at really quickly was um, how to pray for a breakthrough. In Second Chronicles 20, verse 3, following on, you know, the king, he's afraid. And he turns his attention to what? What does he do? He seeks the Lord and proclaims a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered together to seek help from the Lord. They even came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord. And then Jehoshaphat, he stands in the assembly and in the house of the Lord. He stands before all the people. And, you know, right there, what we see is that in this really, really critical, desperate time, King Jehoshaphat does three things. Three things. I think, man, it's just so powerful that if we would apply it into our lives, we would begin to see God through. Now, one of the best ways we can learn, really, is hearing from someone 
who has been applying these three things in their lives, you know, this is just part of their lives, you know. And so I asked my wife, Joanne, to come up, and then she's going to share, you know, we're just going to, uh, she's going to share, and um, she's going to share how she practically prays for a breakthrough. So, Joe, here you go. There you go. My wife, Joanne, those of you who don't know, here you go. I think that works. Hello. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we're going to go through the things, and then Joe's going to share. I'm just going to give you the theory. Those who can't do teach, and then, the, then she'll give you the application on how she does stuff, all right? But the first thing we got to do, what King Jehoshaphat did, was say, you got to go immediately to the Lord. You got to go immediately to the Lord to seek his fa- face by praying and fasting. That's the first thing. You need a breakthrough in your life? you got to go immediately to the Lord. See, Jehoshaphat was afraid. He was filled with fear. But immediately, what does he do? He turns his attention, his focus, to seek the Lord. So often, we think of prayer as our last resort. But prayer really should be our first course of action. And that's what the king did. He went, you know, he didn't see any way out, and so immediately he prayed. And then he fasted. Prayer is communicating with God. Fasting is humbling yourself before God and focusing on Him. And you know, over the years, you know, we've experienced a whole lot of breakthroughs, right? Um, and um, maybe share, you know, a time maybe when you sought the Lord in prayer for a breakthrough. Um. He can involve me, all right? <laughs> Just don't make me look too bad. I know that's hard. Actually, you know, um, I knew that when Mark would become a pastor, that we would really have to depend on him to provide for us. And so um, it started from way back then, you know, um, having enough money to go to seminary, um, when we, um, trusting him to give Mark a job when he finished seminary. Uh, a lot of <coughs> seminarians didn't find positions. Um, but it was really cool. God opened the door. And um, so I think... Um, Part of the breakthrough, if you, if you look at this passage, it's you seeing how he knows that God is the only one who could help him. If God didn't help him, he would be crushed. And so um, we have to come to God knowing that, mm-hmm. that God loves you and knows that he can help you. Um, actually, you know, there's a passage, I think it's in Isaiah, that says, um, uh, you know, because we all go through difficult times as we live. And it talks about lighting your own fires. Anybody familiar mm-hmm. with that passage? Yeah, lighting strange fires. The Bible, the, um, in that passage in Isaiah, it says that, um, you know, when you go through difficult, time, difficult times, rely on the Lord because he's the God uh, that's demonstrated in this. He's the God who loves you so much. He wants us to depend on him. So we come to him with that attitude. And that passage that talks about lighting fires, it, God says, if you light your own fires, then your, your, your um, reward will be like something really bad, like destruction. So you've prayed for breakthroughs, right? What is, what is a, a, a something you've prayed for a breakthrough? Okay, so one of the things um, we've been praying throughout the years is for houses and cars. And, you know, we pray for a car. And one of the things that I just want to share with you is Luke 11. It talks about um, how God wants us to pray persistently. So you keep knocking when you need, Lord, I need a car. And then you don't expect him to answer it when you want him to, like the next day or the next week. I notice for big stuff, it might take years. Like for cars, we pray for two years. 
Yeah, so you've seen provisions for cars yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But what about like, you know, remember the time when I was just going through a major depression? Yeah. Yeah, what, what did you do? Because, you know, you saw me. I was kind of right. um, not doing so great. Uh-huh. You remember that time, right? Yeah. yeah what, what did you do that? Because you, you did something and it just kind of broke through, right? Yeah. Um, I think um, what I did was I just kept pressing in and praying for Mark. And then I felt like it was like, a depressing spirit. So I just prayed that it would go away and, you know, it doesn't listen. I kept praying just the same principle. You keep pressing in and, and you tying in the word to your prayer. Yeah, and then, you know, what you did, I remember, was one day you said, I came home, you said, you know, I, I, was, I get this holy anger came in and he just prayed and you commanded dark clouds to, to leave. And you remember that day I came home, I said, you know, something broke today yeah. and I felt like there was like dark clouds and they, they left. Right. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's not me, but you know what? God will use your faith in yeah. him. Now, how do you incorporate you fasting into, you know, praying and stuff, <laughs> right? Oh, that's rough, right? Fasting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fasting, I think, is done when you're really desperate, you know, um, because it's when you fast and pray. Like, people fast for health, and, you know, it's not going to have the same result as if you fast to be heard so that God can hear you on high and help you. That's really powerful. Yeah, how do you fast? Um, so actually, I, I'm really poor at fasting. And so the only, way, the only way I can fast is in my prayer. And I feel like the Lord tells me, okay, Joe, I want you to fast. And I don't know what's coming up. This is really not for me. Then I'll go, okay, Lord, I'm willing to fast. What do you want me to fast? And I'll just share the power of my hand. Is in, the power in my hand is my choice. Okay, I'm going to fast this. And I end up fasting, and, and God starts doing stuff to break. It's just obedience. Now, when people think of fasting, sometimes they think, like, you're just going to drink water, and that's a certain kind of fast. What are some of the fasts that God has led you on? Um, so God has been really good to me because he knows how hard the time I have fasting. So he, uh, I fasted water fast before for a few days. Um, but normally he'll tell me to go on a Daniel fast, which is just fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. Now that's been, the, the, that's been or good. Or juice yeah? fast. Yeah. yeah. Like, I fast liver sometimes, and... No, just so he might say fast well. for, you know, um, months or weeks or whatever and just obey him. And then um, he just does great things because we're obey- obeying him and denying ourselves. Yeah, so the first thing, you got to go immediately to God. So you're in a situation, right, and fear or whatever, you got to go immediately to God and seek his face in prayer. And maybe God's going to even lead you to fast. The second thing that King Jehoshaphat did was he gathered together. He gathered others. you got to gather others to seek God's face and to pray. You're going to pray by yourself. You're going to pray in private. You're going to seek the Lord yourself. But then you also need to gather others. Jehoshaphat didn't just pray by himself. He gathered all the people of Judah together to pray and to seek help from the Lord. And it's so important not just to pray privately, but also to gather together for breakthroughs. You know, Matthew 18 talks about, again, Jesus says, Truly I tell you, if two of you on earth agree on anything, you know, that they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be. Now, you folks gather on Tuesdays and Sundays, right? You have uh, uh, teams of, um, of people that intercessors, you know, people pray, you get together, and you pray for breakthroughs in our country, our state, our church, you know, for specific needs that God lays on your heart. Why is it so important for you that you're going you're gonna to take these two times every week to, to, to gather others together and, and to seek God and pray? 
Um, uh, so basically, that passage that Mark just read, it's, it's a promise. Do you see that? If two or three are gathered, I'm in your midst. And so because of that, I gather. I tell Mark, you know, if two, if actually one person is willing to meet with me, then we got the two or three. And it's not only God is in our midst, but ask whatever you want, it shall be done. So because of the promise in the word, if we do our part, God's going to come through 100% with his. Okay, now, Johnny went to Roosevelt, right? And that was the, you know, like, uh, we had homeschooled him, and then and ninth grade felt like, you know, th- you know, he was going to go to high school. And so he went to Roosevelt, and, and you um, gathered uh, there with others to pray over Roosevelt, yeah? Why did you do that, and, and did you experience, did you see a breakthrough in that? Um, so Johnny's been homeschooled through eighth grade, and he's going to Roosevelt for the first time public school in ninth grade. And hey, public school. <laughs> and so um, um, uh, I gathered with another mom, Lita, actually, Rockholm. We gathered and we'd walk from her house to the school, and then we'd just pray um, for Roosevelt. And so also I, I would teach Johnny what I did in Waikiki. You know, Waikiki's not the cleanest place. So I would pray, Lord, anoint me with your spirit. Bless the ground I walk on. Bless the air I walk through, and bless the people I meet. And I told Johnny I noticed the difference in the place I work and mm. that the atmosphere changed. So I taught Johnny how to do that when he was a freshman, and I knew for four years mm. he was doing that. Um, it's really interesting because we do it, and unless God's grace is there, we don't know the results. Mm-hmm. So when Johnny was a senior, um, Mark came and started reading from the, from the front statistics of the past four years of Roosevelt High School how there's less fighting, how there's increased academic, you know, academic achievement, just all this, it was like amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh, see the power of God and the power of praying, the power of applying his word where two or three are gathered. He promised he'll be with you and he's going to answer your prayers for sure. Now, you know, you talk about even at work, right? And then there are times you gather people at work. You said Waikiki, you know, spiritually, you kind of sense it wasn't necessarily the cleanest place. And you've been in Waikiki for how long? Um, since 2006. So, so 2011 years. For 11 years yeah. you've been there. And, you know, you've seen a difference. And so, you know, international marketplace, whole brand new international market, is a beautiful place. That's all because you prayed then. Guess, <laughs> right? Kalakaua and is others like, like, wow. Me. <laughs> look at Kalakaua, <laughs> right? Yeah. But, but why would you, would you, you know, why is it important, you think, to, to gather others together and to pray even at work? your neighborhood, you know, stuff like that. Again, we go back to the board. Where two or three are gathered, I'm in your midst. So wherever you are at work, in your neighborhood, you know, wherever you're, if you're um, praying with somebody, the Spirit of God is with you, and just that's why it's blessed, right? Because God's Spirit is with you. What did you and Lita do, though? You know, like, okay, because then you can say we gathered together, you prayed prayed at Roosevelt. So how did you, tell us how you prayed at I mean, specifically how you prayed. You quietly or how do you guys pray? So another scripture that we pray by is um, uh, the Lord says that we don't know how to pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit teaches us how to pray with groanings deeper than words. So we come before the Lord, and even when Mark asked me to pray like he did today <laughs> unexpectedly, Lord, how, do you ha- how would you have me pray? So over the years, even in our prayer team, we practice this. Don't pray what you want, what you think. Mm. We don't pray off of lists, although we share, and then we... we um, we um, make time for the Lord to teach us how to pray, and we learn to hear in our spirit. Lord, te- and you know the cool thing is, like when we gather, um, another scripture we go by is how when, that Lord's prayer when He says, 
praying, um, praying this way, mm. you know, hallowed be your name. Let your kingdom come, your will be done. So when we gather, Lord, we're here for you to pray your kingdom come, your will be done. Teach us how to pray. And especially, you know, in Waikiki, because God wants mm. to do something there, he would show us stuff that we didn't even read about, but we would start praying. Most recently, this past Tuesday, the Lord gave us an awesome word for the children of KCF. Yeah. And it was like so awesome. Um, and so, but our job is, and yours is to pray it in. Now, I remember at Waikiki, you know, they were having problems in the Waikiki Trade when there was a Waikiki Trade Center. You guys' office was in there at one time. And on the bottom, there were like a number of, of nightclubs and bars, and that it was causing, especially this one bar was causing a lot of problems, right? We prayed, and then in a matter of, of months, that they, they had to leave, right? You remember? Yeah, the, the cool thing is, so, um, you know, do you remember 20, 20, 2011 had that huge meeting in Waikiki? that international meeting. And so we felt like the Lord said to pray. So we started prayer walking, um, Waikiki. And, um, um, you know, there's bars and there's all kind of bad places, adults places and all that. And um, the Lord taught us that you don't tell the Lord to curse them. What we do is, Lord, bless them. Mm -hmm. So when we bless the bad people and the bad places, then God comes in. And you know what? The, um, so the building I was in, Waikiki Trade Center, mm -hmm. it had like three bars. And at, at day and night, it was totally different. Day, it was like safe. At night, it was like one of the most violent places in Waikiki because everybody's drunk. And the um, manager of the building said that there's 12 bars in a two-block area. And that's why it's mm. horrible at night. And so we prayer walk, and we, I could feel it. Like I worked there, and I would come home feeling all dirty like I got a shower mm. <laughs> because of the spiritual atmosphere I was feeling. Um, and so we just started praying, and as the Lord taught us, we just blessed. Lord, bless, you know, the businesses. Um, and gosh, I, it, did it wasn't months, it was years, uh -huh. but all four bars closed down, all three bars closed yeah, down. And now there's no Shumrak there. Yeah, and Marukami good places now. <laughs> so yeah, Marukami, yeah. So you got to go immediately. You need a breakthrough. You go immediately and seek God's face in prayer and fasting. The other thing we need to do is, you, you know, you got to gather others. just got to gather others to pray. We're two or three, right? And then the last thing that King Jehoshaphat did and that, that we need to do, we need to break through, you've got to humble yourself. You've got to humble yourself. You have to make your needs known, you know, and then you pray. See, one of the key attitudes, uh, key things in prayer is our attitude. Prayer is all about humbling ourselves. Right? God, I can't do it. We need your help. It's all about humbling ourselves. And it's realizing that um, we really can't break through on our own that uh, we don't have the power. That if we did, we wouldn't be in that situation anywhere, but we don't have that power. You know, John Newton, who wrote uh, Amazing Grace, said, I am persuaded that love and humility are the highest attainments in the school of Christ and the brightest evidences that he is indeed our master. See, one of the things, if, if Jesus really is our Lord, one of the things that's going to come shining through is love and humility. Humility is so important. You know, that's why Second Chronicles, you know, earlier in Second Chronicles in uh, chapter 7, it says, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, right? You know, that God says, you know, you ask to heal your land, I'm going to hear you, and I'm going to heal your land. And so King Jehoshaphat humbled himself in front of all the people, and he said, you know, we got to pray. He, he, he shared his needs. He shared his needs to all, and then he prayed. He was in that court, 
and he prayed to all, and he asked God for a breakthrough. A key, key thing in praying for a breakthrough is our attitude, our attitude of humility. Share a time when you humbled yourself and shared your need you know, uh, for a breakthrough. It's not easy to, to, yeah. to, to, to share. Um, in James, the scripture, again, we go back to the scripture to do it right. In James, it says, confess your sins to each other, pray for each other, and you'll be healed. So we do that in the prayer group. I mean, um, God is a God who looks at our heart. Yeah? If he sees that we are, have a heart that's sincere and sincerely trusts and believes in him, you're going to see his hand move in your life. Yeah. And so, but what's important is having the word. You can't just, like, do it without the word. And so um, the word says, if we confess our sins, so we do that in a prayer team. We, we, we're just, like, for me, I'm just totally transparent, you know. And it's good because when I struggle, then they'll pray for me, right? <laughs> and, um, and God's promise is that he'll heal us. Now, humbling ourselves is, is never easy, right? It's, it's a hard thing. Praying out loud in front of others, sharing what's on our heart. That's humbling. You know, for some people, oh, I can't pray out loud in front of people. You know, it's just a humbling thing. What would you say to those people who say, you know, I kind of have a hard time, you know, gather people. And when time to pray, I don't say anything because it's kind of shame. You know, what would you say? Um, I would say that um, the shame is the pride, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want breakthrough, just humble yourself. And um, God... We cannot agree if we're, we're praying together. We cannot agree if, if you don't pray out loud. <laughs> if you just think in your mind, then you're praying yourself. <laughs> so I tell the people, um, pray out loud and don't worry about what we think. We're not going to be judging you. We want God to move. Yeah. Have you guys ever laughed at people when they prayed? <laughs> no, like, oh, fact, that's horrible. No, in fact, we have um, a policy. Everything that's spoken it stays in the room. So only the prayer team. Like, Don't even share with anybody or talk about it. So nobody laughs at anybody the way they pray. I don't know. We, we laugh, but not at people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you, like I'm going to be praying. You go, oh, Mark, you want pastor. That's weak. But you know, you know you what I notice right? is that when people come to the prayer team, I know that they're, like, so desperate and that they're humbling themselves. And what, what I notice is as we who have grown in the faith because we've seen God move, we, we listen to them, confess to the Lord, then we pray for them, then I notice that, you know, there's breakthroughs. Yeah, so the humbling yourself. And no, I, I notice you did do something. You know, when people come in, ask for prayer, one of the things you guys do is you have them, maybe they need to pray out loud and they need to either confess something. Yeah. Or, yeah, and, you know, it's hard for them, but you have them do it because that humbles, that, that causes them to humble it, themselves. It's because, yeah. you know, the breakthrough in you is in between you and the Lord. So we're there not just to do it for you, but because of our faith, as you do it, we're going to come with you and, and join with you um, to agree with you. And God promises he's going to answer that prayer. Now, you know, some of these people say, like, man, that's kind of neat. You know, like, um, how, how do you get into this prayer group? You know, if they, they say, no, I kind of want to maybe join. Because I know Danny Chan once, he was all excited about prayer, and he wanted to maybe join the prayer group. What would you say to, to people, you know, here who think, you know, I, I think I want to take a step. Maybe I want to join that prayer group on Tuesday or Sunday or whatever. Can I just share one thing before I answer that? Probably. <laughs> One thing I, I wanted to share with you that is really key because God brings it up is that when you come before the Lord, make sure that you're willing to forgive anyone who's mm. hurt you. Mm -hmm. If you, um, over and over in the Bible, the Lord says, if you're willing to forgive those who hurt you, God will forgive you. Amen. And then part of that 
trouble you're having is probably because of that if you're if you're struggling with yeah. forgiveness so if they want to join ah you're welcome to join just ex- expect like like i shared to be open and honest and to humble yourself <laughs> before the lord that's what we do so they can come they might not know nothing but you we, still want them to come but one thing yeah. we don't we don't allow spectators we only but i only allow pray. participants like you're 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 joining in with us to come before the lord and pray and, and then now you're not, you guys not, not just gonna, watching to see what we say. And you guys, and you guys are not going to laugh. If they, no, no, yeah, we won't laugh gonna, at you. You won't laugh at that. Yeah. You sure? Yeah. All right. Promise. Okay, now, God wants you to experience breakthroughs in your life. That, that's what God wants. This is a season of breakthroughs. Prayer is the battle. You need a, prayer, you need a breakthrough, you got to go immediately to God. You got to seek them out. You know, you got to gather people together. You got to pray together. You know, you got to humble yourself. You have to humble yourself and share. You know, not with the whole world, but just share with others. And then pray, you know. And so King Jehoshaphat, that's what he did. And then so you go down to chapter 20, verse 14. He says, in the midst of the assembly, the Spirit of the Lord came upon this guy named Jehaziel. And, and, and they're there. And, and he says, listen, all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. And King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord to you, do not fear, don't be dismayed because of this great mug. Don't be afraid of the army, he's saying, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And then he goes on, he says, do not fear. Again, he says, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out to face them, for the Lord is with you. And, and what's happening is when you humble yourself and pray, God says, don't fear, because I'm going to be with you. When you pray for a breakthrough, God hears you, and he will come with his power for that breakthrough. And then he goes on in verse 22. He says, so when they began singing and praising, the Lord set ambushes against the armies. God was doing this. And, and what you read in this passage here is they begin fighting each other. They didn't have to do anything. And God brought to get this great victory, and they didn't have to do a thing. God provided the breakthrough for them. What did God do? God did, came in, in this impossible situation with no human answers, and he broke through. And this is what he did. And this is what he'll do for us. That he will, he will take us from a valley of battle, and he'll turn it into a, a valley of blessing. I mean, and that's what happened. They go in there, and there's all this loot all over the place because the armies are gone. They've been defeated. And now they, all they need to do is go, go in there and, and gather all the spoil. And God took their valley of, of this battle, and he turned it into a valley of blessing. That's what God wants to do in your life. That if you're right now in a valley, and it's a battle, God wants to turn that into a valley of blessings. That's a breakthrough. That's the breakthrough that God wants to give to you. That when you come and you seek God in prayer, God will turn your battles into blessings. That's what he'll do. And so I'm going to ask Joe, why don't you stand with us? And uh, I ask Joe to pray for us, that, that we would all grow and, and maybe we would all receive the grace to go out 
and pray and seek God for breakthroughs. All right. So why don't you pray? <clears throat> so, Lord, we um, thank you for this teaching um, that you want to equip your people. And we just pray, we humble ourselves before you and ask, Lord, you forgive us mm. for just doing our own thing, walking our own way, lighting our own fires mm-hmm. um, in the darkness that we're in. And instead, Lord, we turn to you now and ask that you would um, help us. We pray, Father, that you mm. will break through in our lives. We pray in the name of Jesus mm-hmm. that by the word of God, the lies will be cut off, Amen. KCF. Amen. That we will know the truth and walk in it. Amen. That we'll see what a great and mighty God you are and we'll honor you in all that we say and Amen. do. That our hearts will have be undivided in devotion to you, O oh Lord, because you are worthy. Mm-hmm. Come now, O oh Lord. Thank you, Lord. Cleanse us from all our unrighteous ways. Amen. And bless us, Lord, to walk mm-hmm. in your victory. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Joe. And thank you all for coming.